Today's episode of the Hip Hop Rejects is brought to you by Gamefly. Sign up for a premium free 30 day trial specifically for the, the listeners of the Hip Hop Rejects at GameflyOffer.com forward slash the Hip Hop Rejects. Welcome to the 39th episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. This is the BET Hip Hop Awards nominee edition of the Hip Hop Rejects. I'm your boy Royalty. And yo, it's your boy Young Fly and then the rest. And we are known together as the Hip Hop Rejects. This is an all hip hop podcast. All we like to talk about on this podcast is stuff related to hip hop culture. Uh, we talk about, you know, we go off on a tangent sometimes and talk about other stuff, but you know, that's how we do. What's up, y'all? Man, chilling, man. Just getting back from a gospel concert that I left my grandmother at. So you, you, you just left your grandma at a gospel concert? Well, during the intermission, we saw my aunt there, and my aunt was like, if you don't want to be here, you I'll drop your grandma off at home. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> it's like a ghost. <laughs> it was, it's uh, Kirk Franklin's Praise Fest. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I ain't got no problem with gospel music or nothing, you know. I seen some, some of our classmates there, some people I knew or whatnot. But uh, I wanted to get home and do the show. Hey, okay. We haven't done the show on a Friday in a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We have a lot of stuff going on. Podcast gets recorded. A lot of on um, a lot of times on Sundays and sometimes Monday nights and her and get it pushed out to you guys before it hits Tuesday, Tuesday at midnight. So you know, oh. uh, man, shoot, what's been going on as far as other than that? And nothing. Uh, got robbed from at the gym. What? Yeah. Um, well, I I can't say I got robbed because robbing tells that. The person stuck me up, so they. I I had my gym bag and I threw my wallet because I be getting um, muscle milk uh-huh. out the vending machine or whatnot. And the vending machine itself, like credit cards and debit cards or whatnot. So you know, I don't like to carry cash, so you know, it's just easier to keep my cards in my wallet. And um, so after I finished working out, swiped my card, put in my wallet, threw it in my bag, took it back in the locker room, threw it in the locker. Well, unfortunately, um, I don't have a lock, so I just threw my bag in the locker, you know, and went and got in the uh, jacuzzi to, you know, loosen up my body because I, I've been pulling my back at the gym, been messing up my back at the gym, and, you know, doctor told me to just start, you know, getting in the jacuzzi. But uh, when I got out, you know, I dried off, changed clothes or whatnot, and um, got my bag and threw it in the trunk of my car. Next day, I was going to get some gas. Look, none of my credit cards in there. Wow. That sucks. I mean, my whole wallet was gone. But, you know, I'm just saying no credit cards, no license, social security card, anything. So I spent the past couple of days getting all that taken care of. 
Canceling cards. Canceling cards, getting a new ID, getting a new social security card, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, man, that stuff, man. People, man, people nowadays, that's why, like, a lot of times with, you know, with technology and everything, I know I noticed a lot of, uh, a lot of banks now are using, uh, the chip cards now. Cause, yeah. Uh, because they're harder to duplicate. And all my cards got that. Yeah, they're hard to they're hard to people try to duplicate them and stuff like that, and uh, you know America is really just catching on to that man. I knew people that were you know from the UK and you know overseas. Shoot, that was the thing, and those chip cards wouldn't work in the United States, and now the United States finally catching on to see why you know everybody abroad was doing the chip cards. But shoot, does allow you from not get your card stolen, especially when you travel. And it's harder, yeah. like you said, it's harder to duplicate. You got to duplicate the chip, and, the, and I mean, you got to duplicate the chip more than anything. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, I've taken precautions. Uh, when I get my new cards in, the only thing I'm going to do is um, put all my cards on my Google wallet. And, you know, that's password protected. Yeah. And just leave my cards at home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a good thing to do. Because um, I've been definitely getting into it. I've been getting into that fast. I just, you know, there's certain places that support it, certain places that don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, because, I, I mean, I go to, like, uh, here in Houston, we got, like, Sprouts. So I go there quite a bit when I go grocery shopping because I'm on the, you know, just healthier stuff. And it's with Sprouts, man, uh, for those who've never been there or wanted to go, uh, Sprouts is it's more, it's more like a, it's like a Whole Foods, but it's not as expensive as, as Whole Foods can be sometimes. It's, it's a little bit on the, the reasonable side as far as when it comes to, you know, like you, just like the main, like the main, just like products that they have, like the meats and all that stuff. Like it's a whole lot. It's more cost efficient. I think it's, I think it's almost cheaper than me going to a regular grocery store most of the time. It's better for me. Yeah. I screwed up on my little health cake, um, uh, this morning, man. Um, if you're from the Mississippi Delta, if you're from Mississippi, period, you know, um, if you got one of them old grandmamas from the country, like I got, my grandmama got up this morning, and I like my diet was, I've been trying not to eat carbs, which I was doing pretty good. My grandma got up this morning, and she made some homemade biscuits, homemade buttermilk biscuits, and fried some magnolia smoked sausages with some blackburn syrup. And I was awakened to that heavenly smell. <laughs> <laughs> and, yo, it was just like, I ate two biscuits and two sausages. And, you know, I drank plenty of water with it. But it was like, yeah, this is going to be about three hours on the elliptical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, ain't nothing wrong with having a, you know, cheap meal here and there keeps you sane especially when you you know especially if you're a new person trying to get get into the healthy lifestyle um not don't make it a cheap day i mean you you only the one people that can do days is ones that you know they got they got it down to a science is what they need to do what how much to eat for their body and all that type of stuff but ain't nothing wrong with a cheap meal here and there though so uh today man i go i at the breakfast I had like a little protein bar, ate some peanuts, and like for dinner I got a salad in there. So I I haven't even eaten dinner yet. So, you know, 
I'm going ahead and knock that salad out. Drink about the other, uh, say, 32 ounces of this water and call it a night. <laughs> All right, man. Um, before we get into things of this episode, this BET Hip Hop Award nominee edition, um, we ain't, something we ain't done in a minute on Hip Hop Rejects. Uh, let's talk about, as far as like some of our top listeners, top countries, top cities that's rocking with us every single week um, on every episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. Let's go with the countries first. Um, probably going, we probably going to do like we always do. Name around like the top five. So we got, we got the U.S. rounding out to number one, of course. Uh, number two is, okay, let me get my pronunciation right on this. Uh, I think it's Kazakhstan is number two. Spell it. Uh, K-A-Z-A-K-H-S-T-A-N. I think it's Kazakhstan. Yeah, this Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. I don't even know what Kazakhstan is, honestly. But shout out to y'all, though. Um, we got a UK, of course, rounding out number three, number four, Germany. Always be rocking with us. And we also at number five, we got Brazil. And then on the side of the cities, we got H Town is number one. Uh, we got Santee, California, number two. We got San Francisco at number three. Uh, Connect. Let's see. Mo is probably gonna be. Is it Montana or Minnesota? Montana. Mo. Mo. Is it, no, is that's it? Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, Montana I'm, 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 is. I'm not MT. the best person with abbreviations of of uh, states stuff like that. Uh, then we got yeah. New uh, New Burryport, Massachusetts is number five. So shout out to all you guys in Massachusetts, Cali, H Town. Thank you guys for listening to us. Every single Righteous. week, uh, make sure you guys, um, you guys can support us by do- not only listening to us, but you can donate to the podcast, pick up a t-shirt. You can do all that just by clicking on the links on the SoundCloud page since you guys already listen to us on SoundCloud already. Just scroll to the right side of our, of our homepage, all the links there for any type of, any type of way you guys want to support us. Just go click on any link you feel that you want to, feel like you want to support us So. Um, or you can help us out by clicking on the Audible or going to Audible, going to um, Spreadshirt and purchasing the T-shirt, going to Loot Crate and uh-huh. Gamefly. Yeah, so we got different ways for you guys to support us, man. You can, you guys pretty much say you, you save something Audible, you get something free, um, and then you know if you're feeling real generous and you just want to, you like us just that much. And you like what you hear every single week on this podcast? Just do a PayPal donation, and we'll gladly appreciate it. We'll definitely shout uh, any of the donation listeners out on the podcast. So, uh, all right, man. So we got got the housekeeping out of the way. Um, so, BT Hip Hop Awards. Uh, just what I don't know what year we're on for the BT Awards, but it's twenty twenty sixteen version. Uh, takes place October, I want to say it's October 4th or 2nd, let me see here. It's usually the first week in October though. Yeah, usually the first week, I think it's, I think it is the 2nd. Don't quote me on that, I might be wrong, but. Alright, so we can get to some categories, give our thoughts on the winners, um, what we feel about the nominees, stuff like that, so. 
Uh, guys, feel free after you finish listening to this episode, chime in on Twitter, Facebook, um, and give us your thoughts on the nominees for the BT Hip Hop Awards. Uh, we'll also be po- we'll post the um, we'll also post the nominees up there. So you guys want to you know give us your thoughts on each category who you guys think are going to win. Be glad to hear that from you guys. So, all right, first off, young, we got a um, best hip hop video. We got nominees are we got two chains with Watch Out. Uh, got the board designer with Panda, DJ Khaled featuring Jay Z and Future. I got the keys. Drake with Hotline Bling, Fat Joe, Remy Ma featuring French Montana and Infrared with All the Way Up, Kanye West featuring Rihanna with Famous. Hmm. Damn. I'm a I got a feeling go. Drake gonna win it. Yeah, I mean, I got a feeling Drake probably gonna probably gonna take it with Hotline Bling, but I'm gonna say best hip hop video. I'm gonna go with Khaled and Jay Z and Future. I got the keys. <clears throat> um, designers pan the video like he just he's the video. I don't know what him and Kanye was doing up in there. They was like they got on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. It just put a whole bunch of snaps together, like literally the whole video. And he's just like, uh, he was looking real special in that video. Um, then with the Kanye West and with the famous video, man, huh. that was kind of, I mean, famous was kind of a little bit of controversy surrounding that video, uh, especially with all the lookalikes. And of course, all the lookalikes are naked in the bed with Kanye West. So, yeah, but. Anyway, couldn't really watch that whole video. I don't know. It kind of, I don't know, kind of weird to be out. I don't know why. Um, all right, we got uh, best collabo, duo or group. We got DJ Khaled featuring Drake uh, for free. DJ Khaled featuring Jay-Z and Future. I got the keys. Um, Drake and Future with Jumpman. Drake and Future with Wizkid and Kyla. One Dance, Fat Joe, Remy Ma. Featuring French Montana and, and Infrared all the way up. <clears throat> okay. My prediction is that it's probably going to be Drake just off of profitability. Don't know which song, but it's probably going to be Jumpman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Drake and Future Jumpman. Jumpman was a hot song. It was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then it's a lot older than the other some of the other songs you named. Yeah. So it got a lot more spins. It blew up faster, and it wasn't on a major album. Yeah, true that. True that. Uh, we got best live performer. We got Drake, Future, J Cole, Kanye West, and Kendrick Lamar. Kanye um, gonna win it. Best live performer. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um. Kanye shows is like Broadway meets hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> now we comparing like, see, here's the thing. I don't know what how they how they how they measure this great best live performer. I'm sure they probably saying best live performer for 2016 or for the year of because we're in 2016, so probably going from the latter part of 2015, 2016. Um, I'm probably gonna say I'm probably gonna say K Dot on this one. I mean, if I'm thinking about all the performances from some of the previous, like, award shows, I mean, I can't really count concerts because I haven't been to any of his concerts, but I'm pretty sure that 
the award shows are a, pretty much a reflection of how his, you know, concerts are. Especially with like the opening up the BT Awards with the performance he did with Beyonce. Um, he had the one with the was it the Billboard Awards he performed? Well, he came out like he was a, a prisoner. I think that was a Billboard. I think that was a Billboard Awards. Yeah, that performance. And those are the those are the big two that stick out in my mind as far as for performance for Kendrick Lamar. So I'm probably gonna say Kendrick Lamar. I don't know. I don't know what Drake be doing on stage when he when he performed, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think he went in that category. <clears throat> this is gonna be a good. This is gonna be a good category. You gonna love, y'all. It's probably gonna be a long debate on this one. Uh, lyricists of the year. We got Chance the Rapper, Drake, J Cole, Kanye West, Kendrick Lamar. J Cole. <laughs> I already knew. I already knew your answer was on that. Um, it's between J Cole and Kendrick Lamar, hands down. Then the only two lyricist in that category. Well, Chance is a lyricist too. I heard some of Chance's stuff. Chance would go in that category now as far as like, you know, stature-wise, as far as who's the coldest. Man, that is a, that, yeah, that's a, that's a debate right there. And then with, but the thing is though, man, like with Kanye West, okay, you got Life, yeah, Life of Pablo. And I mean, it was a title exclusive, of course. How many people have actually heard it? To be honest, and then to boot, I'm not. I'm not trying to say. I'm not trying to, you know, knock Kanye West's lyricist. We know he's a lyricist, but as far as for the year, he hasn't. As far as the times I've listened to the radio, which I don't listen to the radio that often, but I do bounce in between back and forth. Um. He had um, last year the best song that I that he had for me was like all day. That was it. And that was that that gave the feel of the old Kanye West. Yeah. And after that, I don't think he's. I mean, other than of course, famous, and I can't think of anything else he's done. So, and of course, we know all the stuff Drake has done. So we ain't got to go all yeah. go all that. But um, see, I'm, I I just feel like I feel like. J. Cole has been out long enough and he doesn't get his just due. I really feel like it feels like J. Cole's still underground. Because when you hear when you hear people talk about the best rappers and lyricists and stuff, they don't even bring his name up, man. It's but like he's, he but, he's but he's like he's just like you say, just like with the record when he, you know, you said before, like in relation to Nas, he is he is the Nas of this generation because he is he's hands down good, just like everybody in the early nineties knew Nas was good. But at the same time, it's almost kinda like who screams the loudest or who, you know, he's not all over the place, you know, with relationships or with beefs or uh, having baby mama drama or anything like that. He's just really, you know, focusing on his craft, you know, speaking in intelligently in interviews and stuff like that. And, but it's not getting him no recognition. Cause he's not, he's not being out there where he's 
he's not being out there. He's being out there in a positive way, but not out there just all in people's. He's not in people's face all the time, so he's really not on everybody's mind a lot of the time. Other than when Forest Hill Drive dropped, and he was, you know, he was pretty much on. He was pretty much on everybody's tongue at that point. So, yeah, I mean, I just feel like. Uh, I really feel like it's going to take J. Cole to... Cause when I think back to all his albums, the last two especially, the Lumin... I mean, Born Center and uh, 2014 Forest Hill Drive. Those were two albums that were so easy to relate to. Right. You know, like Power Trip. How many of us didn't had a crush on a girl and then when, you, when something good happened to you, you feel like that's the way you can get that girl and she still ain't feeling you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then you got your boy saying, don't even deal with her. Just go ahead not go ahead and smash her and go on about your way. But you still got feelings for it. Not, like, you know what I'm saying? A lot oh, of people, crooked a lot of, smile. Yeah, a lot stuff of people. Like that. A lot of people don't appreciate that type of stuff, though. Young, I mean, a lot of people. Like, there was an interview that I watched on Revolt that was about, and we talked about the what is it? What makes a real rapper? Well, basically, what the the, the subject was: what makes a real rapper? And one girl said on the video, like, long as the beat's hot, and that's that's it, and then that's all I kept. And see, you know, just some people just don't. That's the Millennium Kids. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say Millennium, man, because I've actually looked this up. Because, you know, I heard people throw the term around like, oh, these Millennials and all these Millennials this and these Millennials that. Millennials actually go really far back as far as... um, No, we're considered Millennials. I know we're considered Millennials, but I'm saying, like, when people try to, you know, flip the blame on Millennials, the Millennials go all the way up. It's, It's people that are actually... I think right now, I think they stop at the age of 42. I think it's 40, 42 or 43. That's how they classify it because I actually Googled it one time. Because I was just like, I was kept got tired of hearing the term thrown around about, you know, these millennials and da-da-da and this. Because we're, you know, let's look this up real quick because I want to bring that back up just to... When I said millennium kids, I mean like kids born like 97, 98, 99 and up. Yeah. That's what I that's what I mean by millennium kids. You know, when you got those of us who came up in the around the beginning of hip hop when it was just starting to get its feet on the ground and seeing its grassroots and knowing how it evolved, we were there for all the stages of hip hop. Right. We were born into it. We saw all the stages. So we have a greater appreciation of it than the kids these days. That's just like how some people think we didn't, and I get it, like some people didn't, when when hip-hop was taking root and they were sampling a lot of stuff from the 70s and stuff, you know, people who grew up in the 70s didn't think we had an appreciation for it. But, you know, that that was the appreciation we were showing to it. It was a difference because we were... 
we would go back and listen to the original songs and develop that appreciation. That's how I got into Earth, Wind, and Fire. I started hearing so many Earth, Wind, and Fire samples. Uh-huh. I was like, let me go listen to the real song. <laughs> so, you know, I started getting into That's why I listened to a lot of music from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and 80s, 90s. I, I listened to all decades. But it's like the, the, the new artists, the new music, and you heard these artists say this out their mouth. They don't care about the lyrics. Yeah. As long as the beat turned to, quote, look, whatever his name is, as long as the beat turned, look, Yachi, he ain't got to say nothing on track. He can just say, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so, not hip-hop, man. No, no, that's not hip-hop. I mean, and, and as I said, a lot of these cats, I mean, I know us true, true hip-hop heads, and we feel... We feel the type of way about you know the current the current state of hip hop right now, but in a lot of in a lot of cases you got to kind of look at it more on the standpoint from what I've I've thought about is like maybe a lot of these cats are just gonna be because you know through the through the years man you had your one hit wonders and maybe there's a lot of these cats that I hear because they don't they don't they don't um, they don't speak like they're gonna have longevity or they're just in it for the moment that they're in it at the, at the time and then after a while they're just gonna be like you know after a while you're gonna be like little yaddy who and then you're not gonna remember who he is so um but oh yeah but on the millennial tip though um so basically millennials are anybody that's born between the year 1977 to the year 2000 so those are those are those are classified as millennials now uh, the ones that are class that are after the year two thousand, they are known as Generation Z. I think it's Y or Z. Right. I'm look. Let me see real quick. I think it is Z. I think we would classify it as Generation X. Yeah. Let's see, late nineteen nineties through two thousand. Yeah, that's Generation Z. So it's the really it's really not even millennials. That's why I say the term when I when I looked it up. The term is being thrown around so loosely that it's, you know, it's this generation that's that's acting like that's being this way. I mean, yeah, to a certain extent, if you're born in the year 2000, because anybody that's from that's what, that'll be like a 16-year-old right now, you can say, yeah. Um, then you got, but then, like I said, then you got Generation, generation Z. So, but anyway, yeah. and move on. Let's see, what's the next category we got? We got a video director of the year. We got Benny Boom. We got Colin Tilly, Director X, which is Lil X for those from back in the day. Uh, We got Hype and Williams, and we got Kanye West. Um, I I can't answer this. I haven't seen any videos this year. I mean, I go on YouTube from time to time and watch videos, but I don't, not like I, because of the quality and the, and the funny thing is about this that Director X, which is Lil X uh, from back in the early 90s, and Hype Williams, for example, shoot, and even Benny Boom, um, these were the directors that was making these, especially Hype, man. He was the director that was making these big-budget videos that we just we fell in love with growing up. Hype was all over Missy videos. Yeah. All like... <laughs> Yeah, he was shoot, he was on over everybody's videos, man. It was just always you knew his signature, um, especially when it came to a lot of his videos. But it's like now though, I mean, 
To be honest, because, I mean, budgeting for videos is so much lower than it used to be. You don't yeah. really, I mean, as a fan, I know me personally, uh, you don't really, I rarely pay attention to the video unless it's a really good music video. Then I'll probably roll it back and try to see exactly who directed it. But that's yeah. far, shoot, that's far in between, though. I do that every every so often. Or if it's like, a, you know, for example, I think... Uh, Mrs. Video, uh, WTF, I think it is, I'm trying to think, is that video, was it Hype, or was it, that's the other direction she used to, it's the white guy with the glasses, I can't think of his name, that, uh, they used to do a lot of her videos too, um, but yeah, for this particular category, yeah, I can't call it either, I mean, me personally, if I'm gonna call it to see who's done I can't really say like any of these guys have done a lot of you know done a done a lot of done a lot of noteworthy videos because I don't really pay I don't pay a lot of attention to directors anymore. So no, I know back in the day, to me, Hype Williams was like the Michael Bay of music videos. Yeah, and Benny Boom was like number two, and you know, it was just like. When an artist said that's who they had doing their video, you expect the greatness. Right. Yeah, exactly. Let's look at Highway and Videography real quick for the year of, uh, let's say for this year. All right, so, well, say last year. Um, 2015, uh, let's see some stuff I noticed. Uh, he got Puff Dad and For Real, Finna Get Loose, okay. Um... What Mace released a song last year and it was a video, huh? I'm saying the same thing in my head right now. Um, okay, uh, he, re- he did the direct, he directed uh, Mace's video when NY was NY. Uh, never heard that song before. Uh, Rick Ross featuring the dream, money dance, Puff Daddy working. Those are primarily the videos he did last year that we going off 2015. Let's look up uh let's look up Director X real quick. Oh yeah, Little X too, man. Yeah, Director yeah, X. Yeah, Director X is Little X, yeah. He was he was one of those ones too, man, that you like when you when you heard he was directing the video, man, you expected something spectacular, man. Yeah, always, man, always. Uh let's see here. Let's see what we got from him. Let's see twenty Okay, let's go 2015. Okay, so Drake, so Lil X did Hotline Bling. Director X did Hotline Bling. Kendra Lamar, King Kunta. Jamie Foxx, Chris Brown, You Changed Me. Flo Rida, Iggy Azalea, Trouble. Okay, okay. Uh, let's see, this year, let's see, he did direct the two, two of Fifth Harmony's videos, Rihanna's and Drake Work, and Zane, like, let's see. Let's see. Let's do Benny Boom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. Just trying to see who has a more noteworthy resume that I can kind of give an answer to this question. I know Benny Boom is directing the Tupac movie with all eyes on me. So let's see what else he's done though, as far as videos in the recent. Let's see. His videos are not even in chronological uh, order so it's kind of hard to try to find what he's done but yeah but if I had to pick I mean being that you know Hotline Blink was super duper popular um, 
I'm probably gonna go with I'm probably go with Director X on this one. Yeah, it, it, he did work too, right? Yeah, he did work. Well, no, hype yeah. did. Hype did work. Oh, so I mean, both videos between both videos I've seen, but you know, of course, you know, which calls a more popular video, of course. All right, let's go to the next category. Um, we got DJ of the year. We got DJ Drama, DJ Envy, DJ Esco, DJ Khaled, and DJ Mustard. DJ um, Mustard. No, DJ Khaled. I yeah, I'm gonna say Khaled. Yeah, I'm gonna say Khaled, man. Khaled, because Khaled's been all over the place. Uh, well, Khaled just started being back all over the place when he just dropped his recent album. Well, he no, DJ he, Mustard no, pretty no, much all at all last year. He's all over the place even even before he announced a uh, uh, major key album because he's all over. He's always all over like social media, uh, Instagram, and stuff like that. He was talking about on the Breakfast Club. About the whole thing where he just he really just got like people just start really gravitating to him when Snapchat got popular and stuff like that because he was almond giving, milk commercials. Yeah, he does the almond milk commercials. Yeah, so yeah, no, I was, yeah, I was yeah I would say Khaled. Khaled had a big year. Drama In between been, Khaled been to, and Must. Yeah, Drama been trying to rev it up though, but you know, uh, let's see, producer of the year. DJ Mustard, Dr. Dre, Metro Booming, Mike Will Made, and Pharrell Williams. Metro Booming. What I ain't he... heard a song hardly this year that ain't got Metro Booming once or more on the front of it. Who is, okay, I'm really falling off on the producer tip. I gotta find out. Okay, who the heck is Metro Booming? Yo, dude is everywhere, dog. He was all over, he all over in it, like all over, um, Future tracks, Drake tracks, like everywhere, dog. When you hear that little um, signature at the front, Metro Boomin was on, like that's him, and he killing it. Ah, uh, okay. Now that you say the signature, okay. Okay, so he's Jumpman. Yeah. Okay. Thirty-five hundred with which is Travis Scott. Let's see. Future, being honest, let's see, uh, Weekend, Low Life, There's Brown Waves, okay, okay, now, okay, now I know his signature, okay, okay, because I was going to say, I'm like, dude, I don't know who the heck that is, um, <clears throat> in between Metro Boomin and DJ Mustard, I got it, yeah, and see, thing with, see, this is the thing with Mustard, man, um, like his um, what is this? What is his mixtape called? It's like summer. Um, can't think of what it's called. He's one of the producers, kind of like that. He can produce stuff for everybody else, and it's you know it's bumping and it's nice. But I've heard you know his album, his like his mixtape or like kind of like DJ Khaled is type albums that he's come out with. Um, Oh, I think I know what it is now. Ten Summers is what it what he calls them. Um, I listened to that one. I was not like I was not feeling it, and it wasn't even the fact that I wasn't feeling. I wasn't feeling nothing like the beats or none of that. So he's kind of like one of those people that you know. He he picks you know, you know decent beats for himself, but he he makes better beats for other people. So, yeah, that's how it usually is, though, man. Because like with Manny Fresh. Some of Manny Fresh's best beats he didn't even make for himself. 
he made for other he made for the other people in Cash Money and other artists. Yeah, that's very true. Very true there. Uh, we got MVP of the year. This is going to be an easy category. DJ Khaled, Drake, Future, Kanye West, and Kendrick Lamar. Drake. Drake, yeah. That's Drake. Uh, track of the year, uh, All the Way Up, which is produced by Cool and Dre, which I did not know. Um, cool and Dre. You got Controller, which is Drake, uh, produced by Boy Wonder. You got Hotline Bling, produced by uh, 1985. Uh, I got the keys produced by Southside and Panda produced by Menace. Um, track of the year, I think Panda gonna win it. I don't like the song, but the beat is cold. It's fresh and people. I'm, it's either it's out of Hotline Bling and Panda, but Panda is more fresh in people mind than Hotline Bling. Hotline Bling is, has gone now. Um, album of the year, DJ Khaled. I changed a lot. Dr. Dre Compton. Drake Views, Fetty Wap, uh, Fetty Wap, uh, Future DS2, Kanye West, Life of Pablo. Drake gonna win it too. Oh, I can't. He the only one to go triple platinum. I, but, I mean. Is he yeah, the dead or dirty sprite? Yeah, I'm gonna probably, cause you know, okay, like when we were in the, doing the podcast in the beginning stages, man. You know, we were doing the, you know, we were doing the, the top albums uh, on the Billboard, and yep. you know, Dirty Sprite was on there like every single week, every time we talk about it. Um, and if we going off just, you know, the sheer, the, you know, the sheer fact that you know that it's all over the place, or if we going off sales, I can't really count views as the album of the year because it ain't even been out that long. It's been out probably what three, four months. Really came out in March. No, nah, views was out like summer. Views was out like June. I want to say it was like June. No, nah, it came out in the spring. It came out before the summer. No, nah, I'm go, okay. We gotta we gotta validate this one. Cause we did the show on it. Um, views came out around the time Prince died. Man, it feel like it's been out for okay April. Yeah, it April, came April, out April, okay, April twenty ninth, which is give it a couple of days, May. So, uh, and most of the tracks came out in June and July. Honestly, I mean July, Hotline Bling. You know, we've been dealing with Hotline Bling since July of last year. So, like I said, um, you know, we had and and what made views sell a lot it was because of songs like Hotline Bling. Summer sixteen stuff that came out before time, so that's what I'm. That's why I'm basing it on. Even though them songs ain't on the album, yeah, Hotline Bling is the only thing on there, and Controller, which is another, you know, um, popular song for some. Not me, but for some. No, not me neither. Um, shoot, that's the whole reason why Joe. <laughs> that's the whole reason why Joe Button is kind of, you know, he said he's kind of mad at Drake because of the, he didn't feel like Views was, you know. It wasn't wasn't his best as far as you know. Cause he thing about thing this the thing the love hate relationship with Drake when it comes to fans, man. It's you know he tries to cater to the females and then he gives then he tries to give us you know the battle rap Drake or the Drake that was you know beefing with Meek Mills. That's the ones that the guys like. And then, and then the thing is, I think with him. 
he's the type of artist that he probably needs to do like a double like a double CD album to, to satisfy both. Because I can tell you from a standpoint from the guys, guy the the male the male contingent don't like views. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you who Drake seems like he's trying to be. That only two people were very successful in doing this. Nelly, Nelly and LL Cool J. <laughs> they were the they were the only two dudes who were very successful in giving you the street point of view and catering to the females to a point where the guys even liked the songs. And you know the reason why you know the reason why they were successful at doing so? Because one, Nelly didn't override his album with a lot of tracks dedicated to dedicated to females and so is L Cool J. There was a good balance. Drake tends to make an entire album just blurting out his feelings. But he has no, you know, no actual he has nothing like you know like enemies and all this type of stuff on his album that you know that's because people i mean correct me as far as with drake he's a rapper hands down more than anything that's why that's why he he didn't get signed for his 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 harmonizing was a plus as far as when he got signed to cash money pretty sure him he got signed because of his rapping ability and he needs to really try to. He needs to give. He needs to give the give his fans that album that they've been wanting. Not on a mixtape, but an actual official album. The next album needs to be, you know, straight up rap, no singing. Yeah, um, and you know what Drake' problem is too. Drake give us the mixtape Drake. He give yep. the fellas the mixtape Drake. Yep, and. It seemed like every other album he'll give us the he'll give us the mixtape Drake on the album. Yeah. But like when we did when we broke down all his albums, the ones he did the most singing on were at the bottom. Yep. That is correct. And then like the one the album before Views, I liked uh what is it? Um What's the one before Views? I can't even think of the name. Uh oh. I gotta look. I gotta look at it right quick. Uh, I got it. Yeah. Everywhere with all these albums. Man. Oh no, no, I can't come up with them off the top of my head to save my life. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so you got a uh, nothing was the same. Yeah, nothing, nothing was the same. Was probably a, the best mix of him doing that. But it was, it was, and even the even the records on nothing was the same. Were it didn't override it with a lot of the singing it was a good he did it on records but it was a good mix of him flowing and on top of that harmonizing on some of the parts and it just it just flowed right on nothing was the same and from views man it's just it's too much it's what it's what take care kind of term it's like kind of like what how what take care did to me it just turns like really turned me off i hated take care i really did oh yeah man um Take Care was, wait, Take Care, the uh, only thing it had on it was headlines and... No, it had Marvin's Room. I mean, Marvin's Room was a good, was a, uh, was a good record off of it. Uh, yeah, it had headlines, the motto, and uh, let's see. 
I mean, he had some nice tracks on Take Care too. He had some, tra- but, but but like the this just the the stuff that wasn't the single base, like that wasn't just released as singles. The other stuff that was just on there that didn't get released, it just still, you know, for me because like I'm kind of like the person like I when I get into an album, like the intro has to be. It has to like flow right for me, for me to really get into it. Cause man, I, you missing me the right way, and on, on, on an album, and if that intro don't just set the tone right, I will cut the album off in a minute. That's just, that's just maybe it's just a you know, me being into music as much as I am, and you know, interning and learning, knowing how to demo tracks and stuff like that. But for me, it was like if that that first beginning part don't hit me right, and it's like, ah, I'll scroll through the rest of the album, but. Mm, I don't know if I'm going to listen to it all the way through, though. All right. Uh, we got... Uh, see, we had... I'm already, okay. We got uh, Best New Hip Hop Artist. We got Anderson Pack, which Anderson Pack is off of... Uh, he was on a couple hooks on the Compton album. Um, you got Bryson Tiller, Chance to Rapper, Design, and Tory Lanez. Um, it's between Tory Lanez, Chance to Rapper, and Bryson Tiller. Chance the Rapper is not really new, though, man. I mean, it's, it's probably his... He's not really... Bright. I mean, Chance the Rapper is not really new to And him. I don't consider... I really can't consider... You, right? I can't, but... I can't really consider Tory Lanez and... Um, Bryson Tiller as rappers. They rap in their songs, but they... They more Drake. Well, I guess well, they... Was, well, I, Drake. I, I, I'll go with Bryson Tiller's term. Uh, what him and Tory, him and Tory Lanez are trap soul is what they that kind of genre they kind of like niche themselves into, um, which I'm not not mad at that because I mean that's kind of like honestly that's kind of like what Chris Brown is, but to be honest, Trey I mean, songs, Trey songs in some in some respect, yeah. I mean Trey tries to be more. I mean when he drops an official album, he's he's R and B all day long, but yeah. When, when he, he drop a mixtape, he trigger. Yeah, he doing that, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Hustler of the Year, DJ Khaled, Drake, Future, Jay-Z, and Kanye West. Uh, I'm going to go with Khaled as Hustler of the Year. I might give that to Jay-Z because of everything that's going on with Tidal. Yeah. And the signings, everything going on with Tidal and Rock Nation. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point for that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see, Major Look Award, Best Hip Hop Style. Mm, yeah, not feeling the hat that Future be wearing all the time. Kanye West with his slave gear, not feeling that. Um, nope, nope. Um, I'm probably good with Drake only because of the beard that he had for most of the year. <laughs> yeah, he grew back. Yeah, yeah, that he grew back because he cut off because he said nothing loud. I'm just going to go with that. That's about the only thing that... Because we all know Drake has no chin, so yeah. Um, best mixtape: Chance the Rapper, The Coloring Book, French the Rapper, Wave Gods, Future with Purple Rain, Lil Uzi Vert. Never heard of this guy before. Uh, Young Thug, Slime Season Three. Uh, I'm going with Coloring Book. I go Coloring Book. Yeah, it's between Coloring Book and um. Futures. Yeah. Future always like comes out with a lot of a lot of mixtape. It's hard to keep track sometimes. Uh we got Sweet Sixteen, Best Featured Verse, um, Two Chains and No Problem with Chance the Rapper featuring Lil Wayne and Two Chains. 
uh, Drake with Work, Rihanna featuring Drake, Kendrick Lamar with Freedom, Beyonce featuring Kendrick Lamar, uh, Kodak Black with uh, Lockjaw featuring Frenchman, or uh, Frenchman Tanner featuring Kodak Black. We got Nicki Minaj, Down in the DM remix, Yo Gotta featuring Nicki Minaj. I've heard Down in the DM, but I haven't heard the remix. I heard the remix. It's between, with that one, that's oh, between Drake oh. with Work uh-huh. and, um, name, name again, I know. Oh, uh, you got, you got Kendrick Lamar with Freedom featuring. Yeah, Kendrick Lamar and Drake. That's yeah. between those two. Yeah, I'm going with the, I'm going Beyonce on Freedom on that one. Uh, that'd be kind of weird. To, that'd be really, well, I guess we'd be looking at more or less Kendrick Lamar accepting that award than Beyonce, but. It would be funny if Beyonce shows a better hip hop award, but she don't show us at the BT Awards. But anyway, uh, Impact Track, J. Cole, uh, Love uh, Love Yours, Jay Z with Spiritual, uh, Jadani with Long Live the Chief, uh, Rory, Rory, Rory featuring Key, uh, Trap Tears, Senior the Baptist featuring uh, Church People, and Church people raise hell. Okay, never heard of out of the five. Haven't heard of actually. Haven't actually heard any of these. You haven't heard "Love Yours." No, I haven't heard "Love Yours" off Jacob. No, I and I feel like that should win because you want to say impact. And yes, I'm put it out there. I'm a J Cole fan. I'm a whole fan. But I've heard Love Yours all over the radio. I haven't heard this song from Jay-Z. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I think I've heard, like, some parts of it um, on the relationship. I think because it came out during the whole, uh, with the police violence and all that stuff when it came out. I think that's where that, where that, that track comes from. And then it, it, it took, for that, it took something to happen for some of these songs to be made. Love Yours is just something he wrote from the heart. Right. Because he, you know, love, like he broke it down, Love Yours is what he realized that he had to do. He was, he said he couldn't, he thought getting money and stuff was going to be, was going to make him happy. He said it didn't do nothing to make him feel worse. That's why he changed his, like, like he broke it down on Angie Martinez. Dude don't drive a car, he rides a bike. Dude don't wear jewelry no more. He rock, he don't wear fancy clothes. He rock hoodies and non-name brand jeans. Like he said, the money didn't the money didn't make him happy. He said he didn't truly become happy until he started realizing he had to appreciate what he had before the money. Right. And that's what love yours come from. Okay, I feel that. that. I feel that. That's 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 grown man wisdom. Yeah, that's, that's true. That is that. That is definitely that. Yeah, I, okay, I can get down with that. Yeah, so I would, yeah, I'll say love it. That's you know, that's what that song's about. Yeah, I, I can feel that more than anything. Um, all right. So we got People's Champ Award. We got Designer with Panda, DJ Khaled and Drake, uh, for free. Fat Joe, Remy Ma, French Montana and Infrared, all the way up. OT Genesis and Young Dolph with Cut It. Uh. Travis Scott with Antidote, Young Thug with Best Friend. People's Champ, uh, who the people love the most. Designer's probably going to win it, but I like Travis Scott's Antidote. Uh, 
I believe it's going to go off spins. Yeah, no, it's going to probably go off spins more than anything. Um, okay, so that was, so y'all, that was the nominees for the BT Hip Hop Awards for 2016. Uh, show will be airing on October. Still ain't got the date right. Probably, I think it's October 4th, what I, what I looked at last time. Um, but yeah, we'll be posting these nominees up on, the, on, the, on our Facebook page, so uh, we'd like to hear you guys' thoughts on all the nominees. Do you guys agree, disagree with the choices that we made on this episode? I uh, want to hear you guys' thoughts and let us know. Um, Yo, it's your boy Young Fly in the Rest. And for you, the listeners of the Hip Hop Rejects podcast, Gamefly is offering a pre- premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend this 30-day free trial at Gamefly.com. To get your free trial today, go to Gamefly.com forward slash the Hip Hop Rejects. Again, that's GameflyOffer.com forward slash the Hip Hop Rejects for your free 30-day trial. Check it out. All right, so we're going to get into Nerdflow real quick. Not, not nothing too in-depth, but let's talk about a couple of things that's been... It's been going on and stuff like that. Um, as far as on the as far as on the gaming tip, we got um, Gamescoms this week. Had a lot of new news from um, had a lot of news coming from Gamescom out of Germany. There's a lot of new games being announced, a lot of new footage being shown and stuff like that. Um, Young, did you get a chance to see um? Uh, there was a trailer for what is it? What is it called? Middle Gear Survive? No, I haven't seen that on um, trailer. It looks horrible. It's, Seriously? It, yeah, because you know um, Hideo uh, Kojima is no longer with uh, Konami anymore. He's started his own company, so it's they still have the uh, Konami still has the rights to the Middle Gear franchise. So they probably gone. You know, probably gonna mess that franchise up because he's no longer because he's no longer in control of it. Sad situation to a classic game. Oh no, I know, man. When I saw that trailer, I was just like, I can't do nothing. But I'm like, what the? It basically looks like. Uh, you remember Left 4 Dead from back in the day? Uh, yeah. It's basically like that's like a survival horror type thing, alternate universe. It's it's it looks like trash. Um, oh yeah so um, it actually is um, you finally got into the flash over the, over the weekend yeah uh, well what happened was like I said I screwed up my back and I had to lay down for a couple of days so my cousin who got displaced um, yeah prayers for the people of Louisiana my cousin she got displaced her whole family that lived in Baton Rouge because of the flooding, but um, they, she was watching The Flash over in my house, and she got me hooked on it, so she um, was watching the second season catching up, and so I started, well, started watching it with her, got hooked up, got hooked on it, and had to go back and start from season one and watch season two, now I'm waiting 
patiently for season three to start and um i have to go back and watch uh marvel heroes of tomorrow if i'm not i mean uh, DC, DC, yeah, DC, DC Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, Legends of Tomorrow. But I'm getting the same, except from you, but everybody else is telling me Arrow is a waste of time. Arrow's not a waste of time, man. But those people, it's like they, I mean, Arrow is kind of what started it all for everybody. Everything, all these shows branched off from Arrow. So, I mean, if Arrow did it. Arrow did, when you watch the first season of Arrow, and stuff like that. I mean, it Arrow did everything right that Smallville took ten seasons to actually get to. That's how that's how I compare. And everybody that's watched that's old enough and has watched Smallville uh, when it was on TV, it took ten seasons for this man to don the suit and on the final episode, and you didn't even get to see him in it. You saw like his body flying in the air with the suit on. You didn't get to see Tom Welling in the suit. Well, yeah, that's yeah. that. That was a huge, huge disappointment. Like you only got to saw Tom, you only saw Tom Willing fly when Jarrell took over his body, right? So it's like you know that was it's kind of like a letdown. Whereas with Arrow, man, it's kind of like when that show started, he done the suit. You know, he done the suit. Figured out who he was, and you know, like a like half of the episode going into the. Going into the next episode, he was more gritty. Um, in the beginning, you know, he he struggles with the whole fact of, you know, because most DC, everybody knows that most DC heroes, you know, most DC heroes try not to, try not to kill. They try to neutralize for the most part. And Arrow was going through just like, just killing everybody that came, that he came in contact with. So, Arrow, Arrow is, is the started it all. I mean, like, I know, Young, if you just go back and watch, I mean, like, season one, season one villain is, um, I guess you can call it, Malcolm Merlin, which is, a.k.a., like, the Black Arrow, uh, season, I think season two is Deathstroke, uh, let's see, three, who was he dealing with in three, can't remember, I don't, I think I know, well, three was, I want to say, was Raz Agu. I think three was Raz Agu and then his past season was a uh, uh, a character named Damian Dark that he that he dealt with which he fought freaking fought two immortals two seasons in a row. Uh well I'm uh, um I'm finna go ahead and drop on jump on the legends uh tomorrow because I am a I like the the Vandal Savage storyline. I've always been fascinated with this storyline because of his history. Yeah. Because to me, Vandal Savage is the apocalypse of the DC universe. Right, right. Yeah, because he can't kill him. He goes through history and everything. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, but to switch over to Marvel, there's some controversy because in the new Spider-Man movie... They, um, I can't get this girl name right for nothing. I know you're talking. Um, about, I know you're talking about that. Um, Zadania. Yeah, Zadania. She's posted. There's a rumor that she's playing Mary Jane. Yeah, and a lot of people out there are not digging it because she's mixed. She's not purely white. True enough, we're used to Mary Jane being a redhead, but, but 
I was like, I was like, but okay, this is the MCU that has control of all of this, and being the MCU is is control. Sony's only foot in the bill. Yeah, and Marvel is doing the casting and everything, and it's their ideas, it's their script, and with their track record, they've done everything right. So yeah. I don't think any of them should get up, and I don't think the fans should not shouldn't get up in arms about because I mean, come on, let's look at the track record of the past Spider Man that's come out. I mean, two is hands down the best one out of the whole series with the Toby with Toby Maguire is the best one. Uh, some people say one is good as well, but I think two is the best. But other than that, after that, the third one, then, you know, everybody has their feelings about Amazing Spider-Man. I had no problem with Andrew Garfield at all. Um, I didn't need that. And I felt like um, I liked that. that. That girl that played Gwen. She's perfect. I've always, I always had a crush on her. Like, for, like even when she was a, a redhead, you know, I, I had a crush on her, but um, they they I like I didn't care for the villains the villains yeah but I did I dug the storyline yeah yeah same here same here uh, I just I really wanted to see where they was gonna take this Spider Man especially when he found uh, an amazing Spider Man two when he found his dad's laboratory and all yeah. of this stuff and then they had at the end of the first one when they had the laboratory showing all of the different they had all the all these different they were basically military based suits but yeah. really but in the in well, a true fan knows that these are pretty much the sinister six the rogue gallery yeah. for the most part and i was really hoping to see where they was going to take that but unfortunately yeah. uh that didn't happen so i mean we'll see what's going to happen with this but i mean i mean they shouldn't. They don't get up and on. I mean, the MCU has control of things, so it should be all good as far as you know decisions that they're making. Uh, and it was the same thing, the same controversy when they said that Iron Man was going to end up being a young black girl. Yeah. You know, I mean, for example, I didn't get mad. Everybody knows if you ever paid attention to anything in the DC universe. Vandal Savage has always been a dark skinned villain. Yeah, that's true. But in Flash, they made him a white guy. Right. You didn't see nobody tripping about that. Right. Man, that's just the we ain't gonna talk about like how they oh yeah, we ain't gonna talk about how they cast. They portrayed Green Lantern has been a black guy and a white guy. The most popular Green Lantern from back in the day is the white guy. But in recent years, John Stewart, which is the black guy, not Hal Jordan, Should but John Nick Stewart, Nick Fury. Nick Fury started out. They they've been flip flopping Nick Fury for years. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it took the movies to go ahead and make him black, like he really was. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? Nobody was disappointed with Sam Jackson being Nick Fury. Exactly, because they know it's Sam Jackson. So, but you yeah, know. No, go ahead, young, go finish. Oh, but you know, it's like you got like Cyborg. Cyborg in the beginning, they Cyborg was originally supposed to be black. Then they drew him as a white character, but they eventually brought him back to being a black character. Right. You know, I mean, okay, now it's just some stuff that probably wouldn't look right. Like I couldn't see Wolverine being the black guy. Right. 
Because he already seemed like he black with his attitude and everything. <laughs> we couldn't see Luke Cage being a white guy. Right. Black Panther definitely couldn't be a white guy. There's no white guy in the world named T'Challa. Exactly. Especially, but, in, especially the country from. Right, but you got certain characters that can be flip-flopped in between race. Right. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal, though. People just, once they see it, she does a great performance and the movie it ends up being, being like the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. And it's like, oh, man, I had my just like, okay, one more example before we, before we wrap it up. Another great example. Batman v Superman. I had my doubts about Ben Affleck, but after seeing the fight scene in Batman vs. Superman, when he comes in in the Batmobile and he does the fight scene, best Batman ever to me. Uh, no, okay, I can't. I I, I give him, he's a better Batman than some of the previous ones, but to me, honestly, I still feel like to this day, Michael Keaton in a live action role is still the best Batman. The first Batman movie. The first two Batman movies. After Michael Keaton, it like fell off. Christian Bell voice screwed him up. Yeah, Christian Bell was uh, it was it will always be his forever downfall. But Ben Affleck, I think when he finally when he finally drops the Batman when he does a, a solo Batman movie He's gonna go down as probably one that one of the best. But man, I I really would love to. He the best looking Batman. Yeah, uh, if I could have it one way, could have Ben Affleck as Batman and then bring back Heath Ledger as the Joker. Oh, that'd be the perfect. Speaking of the Joker, best Joker. Look, I ain't seen Suicide Squad. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, no. <laughs> This is no question. The best Joker ever is the animated Joker from the one that, and and I'm not speaking because he's animated. I'm talking about just as far as storyline, voice, and everything. The one Mark Hamill plays is the best Joker, hands down. I can't even give that to Jack. And to me, Jack is the best it's to me you got one A and one B between him and Heath Ledger. But um as far as Joker, any Joker in any universe who brought the comic book to life was Mark Hamill. Okay, I agree with that with on that on the Joker. You uh, seen the killing joke yet? No, nah, I haven't yet, I need to. I gotta get I gotta get it so I can watch it. Yeah. Um but no, nah, I'm definitely I want I would definitely want to check that out. And um Somehow that was another animated one that just recently came. I want to check out too, but uh, but all right, man. Bad blood. What's up? Bad blood. Bad blood. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah, I saw that too. Okay. Uh, all right, man. We're gonna get ready to wrap up episode thirty-nine of the Hip Hop Rejects, the BT uh, Hip Hop Award nominee edition. Uh, you guys can listen to us on all major platforms that support podcasts. Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Sprinker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, Google Play Music. Um, catch us every, every catch this new episode every single Monday on all the platforms I just named. Uh, make sure you guys hit us up on our YouTube channel. We'll be uh, pushing some new content out on the YouTube channel uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you guys have any questions. Uh, 
any of the independent artists out independent artists out there on uh, looking to get their music out there on our podcast. You can send all your indie spotlight submissions to uh, the hip hop rejects at gmail.com or you can link us up on uh, our SoundCloud page and we'll be definitely if we like it we'll get back to you and let you know uh, if you make it on to one of our episodes so alright y'all peace God bless alright and we are out